Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wooldridge, and with me, as always, is the amazing Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. Roxy on the spot. Roxy on the spot. (laughs) You got to be ready to go. You got to be Roxy on the spot. That's me. Uh, so we've got a very exciting episode today. We're going to be talking about uh, Kong versus Godzilla. We're going to be to- talking about this potential um, Harry Potter show uh, and what to do about that and 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 what we think about those. But uh, for those that are watching this um, as part of the OSA show, one, thank you for being a patron uh, and supporting the show. It is a, it is a fan-supported show, so we appreciate that. Uh, and we're going to go <laughs> dive just we're, giving them more support. Like I see you guys, we love you guys, feel you guys. There's the support. You're the you're the you're the best. <laughs> now, for those that don't know what I'm talking about, every week Roxy and I host a two-hour only stupid answers show only on patreon.com slash only stupid answers. You can catch our WandaVision reviews live and you can join us for discussions about a bunch of other topics. Like this week, we talked about the Sandman casting, we talked about more bachelor news, we talked about a bunch of cool stuff you don't get on our normal weekly podcast so go to patreon.com slash only stupid answers to be a part of that also if you listen to this show on spotify we are testing out a new feature there they're letting us test out one of their new features there's a q and a function so if you look at this week's episode or last week's episode you'll see a question that we post that you can actually reply directly to on the spotify app and we're going to read your questions on a future episode so this is a cool new way for you guys to interact with us interact with the show so if you listen to this show on spotify be sure to take advantage of that new feature we'd love to hear your thoughts on what we're discussing each week now let's dive into what we are into this week roxy let's start with you and i believe you said what you're into and we've been over what you're into is what you're not necessarily whether you're into it or not it's what you're watching and it's like what i've gotten into like like you know when your parents like when you're growing up and they're kind of like you're being a troublemaker and they're like what are you into yes what are you what have you gotten in yourself into that's how i'm taking this like what have i gotten myself into i love you what have you gotten Uh, yourself into this week yeah well this one actually luckily is both things what i've gotten myself into and what i'm actually into so it's taken me a really long time to jump on board with this show but i'm finally ready to talk about it because i'm two seasons deep and i am enjoying it much more than i was initially um and that show is community so I'm somebody, as, as we have talked about in WandaVision, I love sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm somebody who kind of watched all of the greats at this point. Um, all the way, you know, like from Cheers and MASH to Seinfeld and Friends to 30 Rock and Parks and Rec to New Girl and Modern Family. Um, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm kind of a sitcom machine. Yeah. And I like how easy they are to watch. I like that they make me laugh. I like, I just like them. I like sitcoms. They're just for me. And so it was surprising to me when I started community and I was kind of underwhelmed, especially because I didn't realize who was in community. Mm-hmm. Like the cast of community is maybe now one of the most successful casts in any of the sitcoms. Like they are all, uh, I guess I should ask you this before I go into my opinions. Have you ever seen Community, DJ? Love Community. I watched it. Um, okay, you love Community. Yeah, I, lo- I love Community. I watched it when it I aired. Yeah, I watched it when it yeah. aired. I, I also had, like, I watched the pilot. And I'm like, I watched the pilot the day that it aired on NBC. And I was like, oh, it's okay. And and I kind of stopped watching. And then I came back. I, for whatever reason, the ne- I, I, I left it. And then I came back for the paintball episode. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so into this show. And then I've, I watched it ever since. <laughs> The paintball episode was kind of a game changer for me as well. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I will say that, like, I think I talked to you about this at one point. And I was just like, I'm like six episodes in. I'm just like really not that into this. Yeah. Um, but like, I mean, just for anybody who doesn't watch, Joel McHale, Danny Pudi, Donald Glover, Chevy Chase. Um, I didn't I know Gillian, and- uh, Gillian Jacobs until um, this year when I started watching her other show, Love, and mm-hmm. then fell in love with her there. And now this was really cool. Allison Brie. Yep. Um, uh, Ken Jeong, which is like so wild that he's just so in this show. I thought that like some guest appearances, Yvette Nicole Brown, what? Jim Rash, who I've been a huge fan of for a very long time. He's amazing. So, every time, like, 
um, John Oliver, which <laughs> I was like, wait, what is happening here? Like this show has some of the funniest people. And, and I really don't know. Like when, when you look at um, some of the other sitcoms I just named, the stars really didn't blow up the way that the stars of community did. These yeah. are some really, really huge people. So I, the first season really didn't pull me in. And I think it was when I've, when I've done some thought about this, I think it's because I felt like maybe this show called for an R rating mm. because we're talking about like a bunch of adults who are at community college. And in my mind, that should be a bunch of like, pot smoking, swashbuckling, swearing, like, you know, just people who are like, I think about my college days. And then I think about like these adults and what their lives are really like. And I just think that that was, they were getting restricted by that. So I I had a hard time moving forward with that because there's so many characters and I'm like, Oh, this is such a PG version of this. Mm-hmm. But then once I kind of got over that and realized this is a sitcom sitcom, like this is a kind of a traditional sitcom setup. Um, I don't know, something just clicked. And then I started to like, like the relationships more. And I think that they're doing a really interesting job of not having that like um, typical, like everybody's rooting for the Ross and Rachel, even though it's a messed up relationship. Like, there are love triangles and there's strange things going on, but um, it's really not even about that. I, I love the um, relationship of Troy and Ovid, which in season one was not as strong. Yeah. And so once we started doing like Troy and Ovid in the morning, I, I think that that's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, or when we like did the fort episode, I was like, oh, these two are kind of the heart and soul of this show. Th- this dynamic duo is excellent. Um, and that wasn't really apparent in season one. I really like Chevy Chase's character because I, I know people like him. Yeah. And sometimes you end up with a person like him in your group of friends and you don't even know how it happened. <laughs> and like, then there's that person that you love, even though they're kind of like an ass. Yeah. Um, so I thought that that was a really cool character to add so that not everybody's kind of always, always on the same page. Um, Alison Brie really annoyed me in the first season because I'm coming off of glow, Allison Bree. So I was like, who is this meek girl who whatever? But then as as they are developing her character and I realize she's more of like an onion than I realized initially, I, I'm just really, I'm really much more into it now. So um, I don't like when people say like, you know, you have to wait 24 episodes, a full season to kind of get into it. But I, it did take me a full season. And now that I'm in, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really unique. And I love their dynamics. And and they do more. I I like that they break down the fourth wall. You know, I like that they like Troy and Abed kind of wink, wink at the camera all the time. Like this is a bottle episode or whatever. Yeah. So I really, I really like all of that. And I also like that they are more creative in their situational comedies. Like th- this is their situations are less like we're running through the airport and is she going to catch her on time and more like, what the hell are they doing? They're <laughs> going to, they're creating fort tents for what reason? Like they yeah. create bizarre situations that I haven't seen on TV before. So for all those reasons, it was a slow burn for me, but now that I'm in, I'm really excited to continue with it um, and start season three and kind of just like keep on binging it. Um, yeah, it got me. It finally got me. And I'm like, oh, I get why people really love this show. I think one of the beauties with sitcoms, because I'm like you, Roxy, I don't like being like, well, you just have to stick through the first 14 seasons and then 15 <laughs> and then you're good. like, don't do that to me. But I think the benefit with sitcoms is is it's interesting because I think there's a lot of classic sitcoms like Parks and Rec and Community and Office that it's like it takes a minute for them to figure it out. But the beauty of sitcoms is you don't have to sit through that stuff. Like you could just not watch the first season of Parks and Rec and be fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. With with community, so that's kind of what I started doing. Yeah, I just like put on the TV and then was kind of doing work, and then I realized I started liking it when I stopped doing my work and started watching it because you know it would be on in the background, I wouldn't be paying attention, and then when season two hit like the paintball episode, I was like, oh, I'm actually not going to do my work right now. I'm going to watch this episode of television because this is hysterical what's happening right now. So that was kind of, um, 
exactly my game plan. DJ was just like, why don't I just put this on in the background? Cause I'm not loving it right now yeah. and kind of jam through some of these things. And then once I start loving it, if I ever do, then I'll pay attention. And then that's exactly kind of what happened. Yeah. And I think that totally works. And it's, uh, I, I do highly re- recommend community and it's just one of those shows that when it was on the air, always struggled for, with viewership It always struggled. But I think that the people like the, the, people in the film community, the people that actually make these things that watched it couldn't help but be impressed and loved it, which is why these people went on to have such, you know, Alison Brie with Glow and Donald Glover with everything Donald Glover has done. One, they, they were able to capture all these incredibly talented people on the show, but then also the people that watched the show loved it, which allowed all these opportunities for, for the rest of the cast um, to go on and do even more uh, incredible things. So I will say you're you're starting that season three is is really good. Uh, season four, do you know the backstory, the behind the scenes backstory drama with Community? Somebody leaves. Was there some kind of issue? Writer strike? Some some? There's a whole history. You know what? I'm not going to spoil. You, you watch it and see if you notice. <laughs> any any of the any of the switch ups obviously some cast leaving and stuff like that but it's it was always a show that struggled to just exist um but but i'm glad you're watching it and i'm glad you're enjoying it uh and i hope other people go and check it out as well because like you said there's just a bunch of bunch of incredibly talented people doing some incredibly fun work and i think now i think if you were to do it now uh i think you it probably would be you know, obviously, I don't. Dan Harmon wouldn't have the success he has now. Like, I don't know if Rick and Morty would exist without Community. But in that world yeah. where that happened, I think Community would probably be an FX show or maybe a Netflix show or something like that. I think Community on FX would have been so good. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, we don't. We maybe in an alternate reality, maybe we can get Wanda to teleport us over to that to that uh version of reality but let's go into a different world where instead of troy on abed in the morning we have kong versus godzilla that's my segue um so let's talk about after since the last episode we recorded um the first trailer for godzilla versus kong has dropped um and uh, roxy did you did you get a chance to check out this trailer uh, of course i did what did you think um here's the deal i think that this was one of the best trailers i have seen in a really long time Mm -hmm. i i believe that i could be wrong about that because i'm in deep deep quarantine state Mm -hmm. and so i know that i could look back at this and not feel how i feel right now at all but when i watched this trailer it blew my mind i was like this is incredible. Mm-hmm. This looks like the greatest movie we've ever seen. I am so excited. I love the coloring. I was like, ooh, the blue and the orange, the land versus the sea. Mm-hmm. This is, look at these fights. Look at this, the the fire breath coming out. And look at him jamming it back down. This is, look at Millie Bobby Brown go. Look at all of this. Like to me, this trailer was the bee's knees of trailers. I watched this and I, I watched it again and again and again. And I was like, this is, this is the best content we've had in 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's legitimately how I fe- felt and how I feel. Is it possible that this movie ends up actually not even being good? I guess. Mm-hmm. But at this point, my expectations are so high. I love this kind of movie though. I love monster movies. I'm team Kong all the way. Um, I think that the way that you just pitched what you think is happening in, in WandaVision, I think for this, I think it's probably pretty clear that the people get Kong because, because um, Godzilla is effing things up and they, the people enlist Kong to go fix it. And at the end of the day, Kong and Godzilla are going to have to team up to take out the bigger bad, which is Mecha Godzilla or whatever. Like yeah. that's what I think is happening here. Um, but I don't care that I know the plot. I like that plot. Mm-hmm. I'm into that plot. I want to watch the fights. I think that they heard our complaints last time when we were like, um, not me and you, but we as in the collective week, the monsters don't come in until too late and it's too dark and we can't see them mm-hmm. and they were like oh you want monsters we'll give you monsters fighting we'll give it in the light and it's gonna look good 
And so I think that they heard us and they were like, let's give the people what they want. And that's what I want. Yeah, I'm excited for it as well. I will say going into the trailer, I was a little bit cynical, probably just because of all the drama around the movies going to HBO Max and all the yelling and all the da da da. And I was just like, well, I was just burnt out on it all. And then I watched the trailer and then there's that moment where I guess Godzilla fires his beam up through the aircraft carrier and Kong does like it's we've seen it a million times in Fast and Furious, that slow motion jump from the thing. And I was like, yes, I'm yes, I want this. I really I'm excited for this. Uh, and there are rumors online that you know, people you know, do what they do where they're going frame by frame. And, of course, there are rumors that uh, we could be dealing with a Mecha Godzilla situation or a Mecha Ghidorah situation, which, for those that don't know, the in, in the Toho uh, uh, Japanese Godzilla films with the, the guy in the suits films. Um, Godzilla's fought in a bajillion different monsters and one of them's a robot version of himself and one of them's a cyborg version of Ghidorah who we saw in Godzilla King of the Monsters and I had to be reminded I don't actually remember most of Godzilla King of the Monsters but when I was looking into this I, I was reminded that the after credits singer shows guys coming on the corpse of Ghidorah so I wouldn't be surprised if like we have a uh a mechanized version of Ghidorah that they they both fight. Um, I do know, you know, in the in the advertising, they're like one will fall. So you're Team yeah. Kong, Roxy. But do you but do you think Kong, is it Kong or Godzilla that's going to make it out of this movie? I think that it's Godzilla who makes it out of the movie. I think Kong falls. Why? Because because I think that it's more gut wrenching if Kong falls. Yeah, I think that um, it's. Like we connect more to him and also we're the ones who sent him initially and he's more penetrable, like it, more realistically, I can imagine how Kong could die as opposed to Godzilla. Um, I don't know in what world Kong doesn't protect Godzilla from dying if they team up. Like yeah. I, I just, I can't picture a world in which Kong makes it out and Godzilla doesn't. It, that's interesting. I think that's a really good argument. I was actually the reverse. I was thinking, you know, we're kind of setting up really? Kong, huh. Kong to be the like the the quote unquote hero of this movie um, for whatever reason. Like you said, Godzilla's messing stuff up. Maybe he's under mind control. Maybe it's secretly Mecha Godzilla. Who knows? But uh, because Godzilla has a history of having kids uh, and of dying and like there being another Godzilla, that it's like I, I, whoever falls. There's going to be one waiting in the wings. There's no way they're not going to like, like, uh-oh, Kong had a baby or Godzilla had a baby. And there's the, it's going to come up in the, because obviously they're going to want sequels on top of sequels. And I think the other reason I thought it was Godzilla, because Godzilla's already had two movies and Kong hasn't. I mean, that's a, that's definitely a um, industry way of thinking of things. Yeah. Like you're definitely thinking Hollywood, like, like, okay, what, who will make us more money if they fall? <laughs> totally we'll see we'll all have to wait and see let us know in the comments who you think is gonna make it out i'm interested this is coming out in march um uh big news uh we've just found out that the snyder cut i think it was just announced today snyder cuts also coming out in march 18th i believe uh so mark your calendars for that four-hour movie i i cannot handle the amount of tweets i still get Every time there's Snyder Cut news, like this morning, I woke up to like so many effing tweets. <laughs> you said it didn't exist. You said on Collider Live three years ago that this did not exist. I'm like, I know. Well, I know. In your defense, they're having to shoot some extra shit. So it technically didn't exist. <laughs> I did at this point, I've been like beat into submission. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I I said that I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't I'm I don't sorry. expect how fans expect us to be excited for this thing when we've had to be dealing with the Snyder Cut crowd for however many years. I know. I, at this point, though, I'm like, I just want to see the movie. He wants to show us. Just release the movie. I'm gonna watch it. I hope it's really good. Yeah. I don't know that it matters whether it is good or not. Mm -hmm. I think it will probably get the exact same amount of views and love, regardless of how it actually is. So at this point, I'm just like. I'm sorry I didn't know that the movie existed, and I'm sorry I said that I wasn't even interested in seeing it at first. I I didn't I used to think I didn't want children, and now I do. Does that mean that I'm not supposed to have children? I used to not like chocolate, and now I do. Does that mean I shouldn't be allowed to have any chocolate? And anytime I do, I'm shamed for it. Like 
I don't understand as a society, just why are we not allowed to change our minds ever about anything, especially something as trivial as a movie? No. Like, can, can, can I just, can you just acknowledge that I've acknowledged that I said that I didn't think it existed and now it's coming out? I hear you. I know. We must I shame know. you. You didn't know something and now you do. We must shame you over it. And like, not just me, but then today I was tagged. Like, I guess Collider put this out that um, when the release date was going to be. And then people were like, F you, Collider. You guys didn't even believe this existed. And then they were like, as a company, we didn't believe, you know, Frosty's like, what are you talking about? I always thought this existed. And then they like tag me and they're like, at Roxy Stryer said that that she didn't want to see this movie. And it's like, oh man, like, why are you trying to get me in trouble? Uh, they already fired me. Yeah. What more do you want? Like, I don't even work there anymore. <laughs> you don't even work there anymore. You're getting the movie you want. Let it go. Just a bunch of, Let we got a go. bunch of sore winners. You know what I mean? I know. 100%. And I'm not fighting anybody anymore. Like, I get it. If I was still arguing, then argue back. But I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Normally, Roxy, I go to you for the news. Right. Because because you're more tapped into that stuff than I am. But I was trying to follow this and I couldn't not suggest it for today. I show. know. I But I'm I feel like I'm not smart enough to break down even what exactly is happening here. I'm hoping you can help me. Uh, don't hope too much because uh, okay. I I am not very good about this stuff to the point where have you, have you seen the big short Adam McKay's movie? Yeah. 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 yeah of course. I don't know about you. That is essentially like, I think it's like a two and a half hour long movie that is entertaining, but is essentially designed so you understand the 2008 financial collapse. And I went out of that movie entertained, but feeling even dumber about, like, I, I felt like I understood less. Like people, people. I'm completely with you. Yes. Yes. Because it's one of those, like, I was trying to describe to my, my wife the other day where it's like, okay, so we're going to package these loans and we're going to sell this. And it's like, that's the very first thing. I was like, wait, time out. That's not a thing. You're packaging a thing. That's not those. I don't, I can't even get past the basic premise that you're selling something that doesn't really exist. Like, doesn't, anyway. So, I also struggle with the market and with this. I, it doesn't make sense to, for context. Uh, the way my dad raised me, um, which is it gives context the way I was raised, but also I think a lot like my dad. So the way my brain works is when he explained finances to me, he's like, imagine you have a you have a pot with all of your resources in it, and once that pot is empty, you have no more money. There's nothing more you can do. Like there's you're done. You know what I mean? Uh, that, so that's yeah. how my, my, it's very direct. Like you have this amount of money and that's what you have and that's how money works. <laughs> so when you get into, uh, short selling stocks and all of this stuff, um, fortunately, uh, and you know what, I'll put a link in the description of the video. There was a Kotaku article that helped me that also linked to a breakdown, uh, on Twitter by at, um, Andre Demise, um, that I'll put in there. Cause that was incredibly helpful. But if I were to summarize, poorly or not, uh, what happened is essentially there is a group of people in Wall Street that bet on the failure of a stock. So they'll be like, I think this stock is going to fail. And somebody else is like, I'll take that bet. And so let's say they pay $300 for uh, this, this group, $300 for the stock that's going to fail. Now, if that stock goes up, they are then... Uh, responsible for the difference in the amount. So GameStop stock was selling at like $20 a share. And people on Reddit, I guess it was Reddit bets or whatever, the group on Reddit, uh, some financial person was like, hey, I think this this GameStop stock is being underrepresented. Uh, they all decided to invest in it. So at a certain point this week, I think it went up to like $500 a share. So these yeah. groups that short sell stocks are out billions of dollars. Um, but what stood out to me is that this is just another example of this infrastructure, the systems we built our society around are essentially made up. Like they're just, they're just made up money as a concept. We've decided as, that this piece of paper is attributed to some value that we then attribute to other things. That entire concept is essentially made up. And then people have built systems on top of that. that are even more made up 
It's it's all a show game. And this revealed that. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out because these companies that short sell stocks, which in years I can tell are, uh, they are these are abominable people. This is an abominable industry. Fuck them all. Are lo- they're losing their shirts. But then, of course, uh, they were doing uh, people on Reddit getting these stocks were doing it through Robinhood, which is whole thing was like, hey, poor people, you can invest stocks. And the second poor people started making money, they're like, oh, never mind. You can't trade these stocks anymore. And now people are suing Robinhood. Like it's 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 crazy. This this is real. I think this is a sign of of what 2021 is going to look like, that there's a new story about our stock market collapsing that involves GameStop. Reddit, uh, um, Robinhood app. I know. <laughs> oh my god! Totally. Did you? Totally. <laughs> did I? Did I what? Did I buy these stock? Did I hear about this story? Did I think that this is hysterical? How mad rich people have been being like, we can game the system, but you can't game the system. Um, all of it. This story was. I figured we were going to talk about it today because it was the most massive news news story of the week. Yeah. But at the same time, I certainly did not purchase any stocks same. because because I don't do that. You talked about how you grew up. I grew up with a father who didn't believe in credit cards. So yeah. all cash, everything. Mm-hmm. You have all your money in a pillow and you put your cash in the pillowcase and then you spend the cash when you go somewhere. That's what I came up with. Yeah. So, so you not, and I aren't in the not, socks is what we're trying to say. <laughs> we're not teaching that, but just saying that, whoa, baby, do I not understand? I have an app called Acorn. Mm-hmm. It's a, have you heard of this app? Uh, yes, but I'm not super they, familiar. When I spend money on my credit card, the money that's the difference between the dollar, so they round up. So if I spend like nine ninety eight, they'll take two cents and they do something with it. Uh-huh. So it's like a penny stock company. I don't know what it is. All I do is give them access to my cards and then they take my pennies and then they do things with it. Um, I think over the last three years I've had it, I think I've made about $15. Mm-hmm. And I'm stoked about that. I have no idea how or what that, I don't know what it is. I literally don't know what it is. Well, That's my extent of knowledge. Yeah. And I think it's a system. Like I, I learned this, you know, as, as we started getting more into the show and everything, like back in the beginning of OSA, you know, we had to get a lawyer and we had to do all this stuff. And as we went through contracts and stuff, it became clear to me like, Oh, this is designed. These contracts and stuff are designed to be impenetrable, except if you're a lawyer. And I think it's the same thing with all this stock stuff. It is designed so that people like you and me can't play. Like it's not, it's unless you've got the money that you can hire somebody that understands, or you want to invest the time to understand that you're, you're, you, it is essentially designed so that other people can take our money and bet with our money and make money off of our money. And then we get 15 bucks and we're like, cool. Um, so yeah. I, I, we do have a question from Danny, which company from your childhood okay. would you have bought stock in like GameStop or AMC or Bed Bath and Beyond? Is there one for you from your new kid? Cause it GameStop is that the answer to that question for me probably is GameStop. If you asked young DJ, be like, yeah, video games are yeah, the future. Let me invest in GameStop. From the little that I understand, I think your, my answer has to be Disney or Apple. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause Disney, like, you know, I guess that was me as a kid. And, like, I'm pretty sure that Disney fucking annihilates. So that, and Apple, I mean, I guess I was a kid when I had my first Apple. I was in high school when I had my first Mac. And it was the green, you know, had that green, blue, like, tie-dye look on it. Yeah. Whatever that was. Um, So those two, because that's what would make me the most money. Mm-hmm. I think again, you're talking to somebody who doesn't know crap, but like I think people who did that are rich now, and I am not. Yeah, and I think this is another talking about the stocks. It's like by the time, like by the time I found out, like Bitcoin was actually making people money that you I could not uh, invest in that. By the time all this stuff was going down with GameStop, it's like well the ship has sailed now. The stock's like 500 bucks. Like I'm I'm not jumping on on this now. Like I'm a, I'm a little too late to the game. Same with like Apple. Like by the time it w- would have been good to invest in Apple, you you and I were probably fetuses. Like it's not like uh, it's it's not going to work out. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's get into our main topic for today. We are talking about the news that, or I guess the rumor, it's not news. It's, it's only news if it's happening. Uh, now it's just a rumor, uh, cause immediately, uh, I think people at HBO max started to try and deny it, um, is that they are working on a Harry Potter TV show, uh, for, I believe it was HBO max, um, and even if they're denying it now, there's no way they're not going to try and get as much money out of Harry Potter. As they, they, like, there's going to be a Harry Potter show. Roxy, when you saw this news, what were your thoughts about it? Well, I've been, everybody was funny because everybody tweeted at me, you were right, Roxy, you were right. And I was like, because I've been talking about this for a couple of years about how HBO Max needed to do a Harry Potter series. I don't think that makes me right <laughs> to read that Warner Brothers has a, a couple of franchises yeah they're already capping dc for all the content their other biggest franchise is harry potter so of course there's going to be a harry potter series at some point yep. like that wasn't me i'm not like reading the tea leaves i'm stating business facts <laughs> your big franchise is harry potter so yes of course you're going to have a harry potter series um and it was only a matter of time so I was I was flattered by the internet giving me credit for this one. You made it happen. This this is one of the only ones I felt like I didn't deserve credit on because it's just like yes because because in the same way that there is DC shows and Marvel shows and Star Wars shows and about to be that um, Lord of the Rings show of of course there's going to be a Harry Potter show because money because mm-hmm. money so. Um, especially when you create a whole wizarding world and your current movie series of Fantastic Beasts is not doing well. Mm-mm. How do you expand? M- what makes you more money? You do a series. So my initial thought was, duh. Mm-hmm. Um, when they denied it, I thought that it was hysterical. Yeah. And everybody's like, it's not happening, Roxy. It's not happening. Like I made it to the topic of one of my shows. And they're like, didn't you see they denied it? And I was like, I saw what they said. Yeah. It doesn't make any difference. Of course they're doing this. And of course, I don't know what stage of development is in. They said very early stages. So I don't know that they know what they're doing. But if you have even like the tiniest, tiniest brain and you work for Warner Brothers, of course you're developing a Harry Potter show. Yeah. Because of course. So then I started thinking about what I wanted from this. And that's where it got a little more tricky. Uh, Yeah, I bet. There was because. yeah, yeah, I can explain why. They didn't call it, the, the sources didn't call it a Wizarding World TV show. They called it a Harry Potter TV show. Mm-hmm. And that could mean one of a few things. That could mean them just using Harry Potter as the name for the franchise. And this has nothing to do with Harry Potter and it is a Wizarding World show. Mm-hmm. Or it could mean that we are doing a Harry Potter show. Um. A lot of people on the internet seem to want a retelling of the books because they said it's been enough time that we should do that in a series and more flesh things out and that we should cast a Harry, a Ron, and a Hermione. I don't think that's the move. Mm-hmm. Um, I I see why some people want that, especially like younger people. Yeah. Um, our generation, of course, doesn't want or need that because... We just got them and, yeah. and they still hold up. And if we want to watch the Harry Potter movies, then we could just watch them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you watch them and you're like, oh, that looks really bad. Or like that made no sense. They're like pretty much a direct translation of the books mm-hmm. in movies on screen. And they work. Yeah. So for the most part. Um, so I definitely don't want that in a series. A lot of the people think that it's going to be Ron, like, or the three of them in the future. Yeah. The people who are referring to it as the big three, it's an interesting concept. A lot of people want to do kind of like a um, old Republic situation. Mm. Um, Some people want to go backwards. Some people want to go forward. Some people want to do what happening in the wizarding world um, prior and and 
deal with some of the big characters that we know about but haven't really seen that we've just heard about. Um, I have heard a lot of people talk about a Quidditch TV show, which I think is kind of an amazing idea, like mm-hmm. uh, like some kind of like a Friday Night Lights, but Quidditch, but in the Harry Potter universe. I mean, I kind of love that. I don't think that's what they'll do with their main first show. But if they start doing enough things like Star Wars, do I think we could get a Quidditch uh, series? I do think we could get that eventually. And I think that would be so much fun, um, but yeah. definitely not for their first main one. So I don't really know which direction I want them to go in, which is probably why it's taken them a long time to develop this because I don't think that they know what's the right move here. Yeah. So I think before we get, we've got questions obviously from the audience about what they want to know, but I I, I think off the top, the first question that comes to my mind, and I'm specifically interested in knowing what your thoughts on this are. What do we do about the J.K. Rowling of it all? Because I know there's some people that are like, they shouldn't do this because of J.K. Rowling. I was like, well, that gets... They don't care. Like they're gonna do it anyway. So is there a is there a responsibility on the audience for those that don't know? J.K. Rowling has made some uh, uh, transphobic comments, and when confronted about it, uh, has just tripled, quadrupled down. Like she's she's become even more dogmatic the more she's challenged on it. And this has obviously left people um, conflicted and. Um, if there, if people point out, like if you're going to watch a Harry Potter show, you're essentially putting money in J.K. Rowling's pocket. Um, I would also counter that, unfortunately, with the world we live in, if you watch any show, you're putting money in some bad person's pocket. Like there's somebody's, it, it, the people that make money in this world are not the good ones, um, typically. Uh, so it's like I'm still ordering my things off of Amazon. Yep. And that is what it is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it's and it's one of those that like you try not to, but also there's a reason it's so successful because it's so fucking easy to use. So it's like it, I try not to, except when I need that free next day shipping and I'm like, well, yeah, that's my option. And and yeah. and it's one of those you and I think there's there is merit in feeling I feel guilty about that stuff. There's merit in feeling guilty about Me that too. stuff. However, there's not a lot you can do about it realistically because then what are you going to do am i going to go to target or walmart well those people the people that make money there aren't better per se like i don't like it's not like i'm making the world better by going to target like i don't it, it, it we're the the us little people are kind of in a bind and i think uh going back to some of the earlier stories i think 2020 and 2021 have just been a constant reminder of how much of a bind we're in <laughs> in that case as far as harry the Harry Potter show goes or this wizarding world show goes when it comes to the JK Rowling of all, do you have thoughts on that? I have mixed thoughts. Like I'm sure many people do. The first one being that she doesn't practice what she preaches Mm -hmm. because to me, the Harry Potter stories are all about inclusivity mm-hmm. so even though i don't now like her as a person her stories have meant a lot for a lot of people and have made a lot of people who feel different feel like that's okay yeah and that is maybe she something she did unintentionally which is wild um that 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 was if that's the case because this meant so much to so many people like even the concept of p- people being magic versus some people being not magic versus some people being, um, you know, being called names because they're half magic versus not half magic. Like, how are we going to not make direct correlations with that and race, gender? I mean, all of the things. So, like, maybe she didn't mean to do that, but that is something she did. And sometimes people who we don't like still impact our lives positively yeah. and with greatness. And that doesn't mean that their stories are less valid. Um, like, have you ever worked for somebody, DJ, or ever had somebody who you realize is kind of a phony? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that the way that they've affected people's lives is not real. Like, mm-hmm. even if they're not practicing what they preach, you know, even if they go around and sit, talk about self-love and they clearly don't have that, or even if they talk about meditation and they're not meditating, yeah. it doesn't mean that they're not actually doing good in the world you can be both things and both truths existing at the same time is something that we've had to learn to grow up and deal with because that's what if if anything with 
with Me Too and with everything that's happened in the last several years and the BLM protests, if if we've learned anything, it's that multiple truths can exist at the same time. And that makes things very complicated. So I think that to double down and now take away a franchise from people that has been their heart and soul and source of um, energy and pride and and self-love and and all of those things and say, because the woman who created it doesn't have those things, we now don't get those things either. That to me would be very unfortunate. Um, So I don't think you have to like her to want a Harry Potter series. Do do I think it kind of sucks that she makes money off of me liking Harry Potter? I do. I do think that kind of sucks. But that's just kind of, to me, what it is. And um, I'm going to take my cues from the trans community, as I always try to take my cues from the people who are being marginalized. um, And from what I am hearing and seeing so far, and obviously everybody is different, is that she sucks, but this series matters. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, and I hope that in the, and how the world deals with it, I hope that she has, if she's getting paychecks, okay, that is what it is. And legally, I don't know that we can stop that, but I hope that we deal with this in a way where that she doesn't have the creative input now. And, you know, maybe you hire people in the writer's room who are trans and you, you make sure that when we're writing stories, that we're telling stories about the LGBTQIA community in the Harry Potter wizarding world. And that's kind of like how you can mostly stick it to her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be really smart. And again, obviously you want people to do things for altruistic reasons and for, for the betterment of people around them. But then like we talked about, you know, practical, there's a practical business side that people are having this conversation and it's no skin off your nose to hire some trans writers and have uh, have a trans at least at least a trans character in your show and not only does that benefit representation but on a pure practical side it it spins the conversation around your show in a more positive direction so i don't know why you wouldn't other than being a bad person I don't know why you wouldn't want that. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, it, it's, I think that's kind of the frustrating things is so many times the more altruistic option is also the more practical option. So on every level, there's not really a reason to not do this other than you're being obstinate in a dick. Like, there's not, like, it's it's just, it's it's not that hard to do. Mar- you're not going to change. The, it's too much to hope that this show is going to change the game. That'd be great. It's too much to hope for. But doing marginally positive things to overcome the negativity there, I don't think it's too much to hope for. I think that could be done uh, realistically. So with that in mind, let's get into what we'd like to see. That's what a lot of the questions we had here were um ulysses campbell uh uh well we'll save that one this does touch on stuff that you're talking about um danny uh which time period would you rather explore in the wizarding world of harry potter further in the past or further um in the future and boiler have pointed out that um he wants uh something set in the future to kind of like wiped out the cursed child and i it seems like re- reaction was mixed to the cursed child, which was a play that's set in the future of that world. Um, uh, w- is there is there a direction you'd like to see them go that would excite you more? I also, um, I like the cursed child, and I, um, but I also would like to see us go to the future because I like that. Similar to what they did in Mandalorian with Luke, yeah. um, I like I like if we're in the future the possibility of appearances. Even if we have new characters, new cast, completely new story, a timeline that we haven't been to, I still like the possibility that Hermione could pop in. Yeah. Uh, you know cameo reason hold her like, hermione's a stretch she's she's an yeah, actual know, movie yeah, star her, the I daniel radcliffe could show up person, yeah i picked the one person uh that yeah fine pick any of the other names mm-hmm. you're right that's a good call but i think that future gives us that ability um i don't think this will be the i think this will be the first harry potter series i don't think this will be the last harry potter series Agreed. So i think we'll have time to explore a lot of different time periods um but 
yeah, I would like that more than going into the past, mostly because I really have not been a fan of the Fantastic Beasts franchise. Agreed. So I don't want to do that. <laughs> I agree. Although Mads Mickelson gets me, they those sons of bitches got me back in. Um, because I'm I get it. I'm a big fan of that actor. Um. Uh, for me, th- my answer to what I would like to see is the same, my, kind of my same response when they talk about spinoffs for Game of Thrones, is you've set up this world that's a very white British world filled with uh, very white British people, and you've said, there's more to this world. If you go that way, there's uh, Asian people, and if you go that way, there's black people, and so in my mind, it's like, wait, so you could do a spinoff with different, you could have basically uh, uh a version of Harry Potter that pulls from either Chinese or Japanese or Korean mythology and magic, or you could pull from the, the, uh, uh, uh Egypt or Af- you could, there's a whole other world. Same thing with game of Thrones. Like you could go to what I think it's Essos, which is in the East or Serenios, which is South. I can't remember the names, but like you could set it in this world, but with a very, um, a completely different diverse cast that deals with completely different, uh, you know, because no matter where you go in the world, people have their own versions of mythology. You think about like obviously the dragons in Game of Thrones and the dragons in Harry Potter are very like medieval dragons. So if you went to mythologies uh, of the East, like China or whatever, their versions of dragons would be really different. That seems amazing to me. Like that's let's do yeah. that because then you could give Harry Potter to other people, like other other groups of people, and then even me, I would be interested in seeing. What that looks like, what a completely other different cultures version of magic would be. That sounds great. Give that to me, please. Yeah. So I think you're what you're saying is you don't actually care about when you care more about where. Yeah, because I think there's you, you've set up um, uh, and it's a similar thing with Star Wars. I think there's this there's this like we've set up this whole world or galaxy but we're gonna stay right here and it's like well but that's what's the point then of the spinoffs if you're not going to go to the other places and do the other things and see the other stuff because it's like because tattooing dj tattooing we gotta go back to tattoo so it's like going back to the game of thrones thing where you're like house of the dragon i don't care about that i've already seen the dragon people and what the dragon people end up doing i'd rather dj i can't believe i didn't even say this about the news what was the spinoff for Game of Thrones that was announced this week? Duck and Turd or something? The, the, uh, I think it's Duncan Egg, and it's it's Duncan and Aegon Targaryen, and I think that's Danny's grandfather. And it's what a, a book. Horrible name for a show. It's one that of is the worst. <laughs> name for a show i have ever heard it's one of those like other and it's the you know when george r, r. martin's supposed to be finishing the game of thrones series he keeps writing these other stories in the universe and so it's it's one of those things and it's like fine but like seriously do, get, get a get a room full of like black writers and creators and directors and tell me what the black people in the game of thrones world are doing what are they doing we've seen them no, they're there they can, what are they doing it's enough to know they exist you know that I mean, like, are you kidding? But me? I bet it's really that? interesting. I bet they're doing really I, interesting things that I haven't seen yet. <laughs> that was my sarcasm. I know, I know, I know. Like, I I love shows being like we are diverse because we acknowledge yeah. that somewhere in the land there are Asian people. Yeah, we are telling you they're here. Diversity. They're here. What more do you guys want? You want to see them now? Yeah. It's not enough for us to tell you they're here. Now you actually want to see them? Wow. If you want them to have their own stories and own mythologies and their own paths in this world? Yeah, yeah kind of. I mean, just, it's some, hey, listen, all I'm saying is it's something I haven't seen yet is all, is all I'm going to say. Um, so we also have uh, Brenda here who says her only question is when we're getting a Marauder series. And I had to look that up because I'm uh, not enough of a Potterhead to know what the Marauders were. But she also asked, and this is what I wanted to ask you, what house are you guys? And she says, she, she says, I'm a she, bunch of snakes. She says she's a Slytherin. What? Well, DJ, to me, to me, and you could tell me I'm wrong. But to me, I feel like you are full blown Ravenclaw. Um, I, I know you might you might have some griff tendencies, but I think you are a Ravenclaw through and through. Now, well, let me tell you, because, you know, they have the official test or whatever. And when yeah. I took it back in the day, it said Ravenclaw. And I was like, well, that tracks. 
Then I took it again when they updated it and it said Hufflepuff. I'm like, mm, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. I don't think that's right. Uh, you're so, you're, of all the houses, if I had to rank you, I would say you are Ravenclaw and then you're Gryffindor and then you're Slytherin and then you're Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, you, are the, you are one of the least Hufflepuff people I've ever met. And I don't mean that with any kind of um, like negative or positive. I just mean that like you don't, you're not a Hufflepuff. That I agree. I agree. What about what are you? Um, I'm a Slytherin, Slytherin, and then Slytherin. Like every test I've ever taken says that I'm a Slytherin. Um, but they all also say, like every test, you know, they do the percentages. So it'll be like 38% Slytherin. And every time Slytherin wins, and then it will be like 35% Gryffindor. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of Gryffindor in me, but I am a Slytherin based on every, like the Pottermore and all that stuff. Um, so you're very, you're very then, like Harry Potter. There's a chance you get that sorting hat on. You can yeah. be like, listen, you son of a bitch. You better put me in Gryffindor. <laughs> but I want, I, I think that I prefer my Slytherin side. Um, and that as the years have gone on, I've become more Gryffindor mm -hmm. and I'm, Fighting to keep the Slytherin. You know something? I just uh, it's a couple of years ago now, but but I actually I had actually never seen the Harry Potter movies. I'd read the first four books and I never saw the movies. And then so my wife was like, "What?" And so we watched all of them. And one thing I kind of wish they like all of our heroes are Gryffindor. It's like it would have been it would have been cool if like each of the characters were from a different house. Like they didn't because yeah, not a lot definitely. of good Slytherin representation other than Snape. And that's the Spoilers. thing, like people who don't know anything about Harry Potter, when you say you're a Slytherin, they're like, ooh, mm -hmm. ugh. But like, that, I'm not dissing myself. Yeah. Slytherin's a dope house with some great like boundaries and, and there's a lot of incredible Slytherin things. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that's very true and it would have been awesome. I also think that like it it is very challenging anytime people say which sex in the city character are you mm -hmm. which uh you know people ask these questions where it's like i feel like i'm actually a fifth house which mm -hmm. is like a combination house you know i yeah. don't feel like i which friends character are you well actually i feel like that's doesn't you know if you give me only six options which person am i like yeah. What are all people four kinds of people? Mm -hmm. Like, are there only four types of people in the world? Ulysses Campbell, we'll go back to his question real quick. And this goes to what we're talking about. The HP uh, with Harry Potter still very much in the culture. Like, guys, how long do you think it is until we hear about a Harry Potter reboot? Um, and not a Susie movie expanding the universe. Like, obviously, we're under the assumption that this is a continuation of the movies. Will Do you think we'll ever uh, get a full-on reboot? Because, like... I, that will never happen with Star Wars. Is Harry uh, Harry Potter movies in that same rarefied air? Or so I believe that the first Harry Potter movie came out in two thousand and one. I think that's right. Nineteen. Um, yeah. 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 Which, yeah. Which would mean that we are twenty years out from the first Harry Potter movie, mm -hmm. which is unbelievable to think about because it feels like we're about five years out like mm -hmm. it feels like harry potter's not that old so i think that 20 years usually is enough time to do a reboot if you're going to do a reboot yeah. it feels so egregious to think about a harry potter reboot right now that i can't imagine a time in which it doesn't feel that way because i don't think it will ever be necessary yeah. so i kind of can't picture a world in which we retell those stories especially when we've created a whole universe, it's kind of different in um, in Marvel and DC because um, when you're doing another Superman show, you're not actually re even if you're doing an origin show or like Batman um, a movie, you're even you're doing an origin Batman movie. They're still all kind of different, and there's so many different origins you can go with and backgrounds you can go with obviously you can't be a batman movie if we don't see the pearls fall yeah, you have to, even, in, even in the joker movie we gotta see the we parents kill you have to um but i i think that that's kind of different because even though they've created a whole universe even though there's like a million timelines and places um 
it it feels for some reason because there's so much more source material and so many different iterations of yeah. characters and so many different people who have told the story it feels legitimate to keep on like telling different iterations but for harry potter it it is whether you like it or not she was one author yeah. and it's one book series and that and we told that story and we told it she wrote all the books and then we had all the movies yep. based on the books yep and that happened. So I don't really find merit in us doing that again. I, I When I speak, I'm talking about in the next 100 years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if we create like brand new technology where everything is 3D, but like actually, I don't know, holograms, <laughs> then maybe you redo it. I think I think that's a good I think that's a good uh, caveat. Uh, I feel the same way. I just rewatched um, Fellowship of the Ring. And it's one of those like, yeah, there's no, we're not going to have to revisit this for a while because it still looks great. And it is not only is it the one story you would, I don't, I don't, I can't imagine what you would do. Tom Bombadil shows up. Like, what would you do different? Like, I don't like it's, it's, this is the story. There's not similar with Harry Potter. Like, this is the thing. I don't know. There's not a multiple versions of this. Let's do the last question from SDS 2884. Any other movie franchise you want to see more as a TV show than a movie? I guess Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, but other ones, more as a TV show than a movie. Any that come to your mind immediately, DJ? Well, I do think with more serialized, I think looking back, even though I agree that there's no reason to redo the Harry Potter movies, I think if you did them now, it would make more sense to do them as a show than as a movie because they're books. Right. It seems like books and like serialized stories tend to do, for me at least, tend to do better on TV because then you can do the things. Um, but I will say that there is one of my all time favorite comics ever is a hundred bullets, um, by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Riso. It's a crime epic and it starts off with a very, very like, um, compartmentalized narrative where a guy named agent grave shows up, uh, after a, a horrific wrong has happened to you. He comes to you with a briefcase that, that has definitive proof of the person that wronged you. And a case with a gun with 100 untraceable bullets. And what you do with that, whether you take out that person or not, it is up to you. That's the And so it starts off as very like um, episodic, like each arc is a different person. But as it goes on, it goes on for 100 issues and it creates this incredibly intricate, interwoven mythology. And it's and there's been talk for a while now of them doing a movie. Tom Hardy has been attached. I don't know who to play what character. He's just been attached. And it's one of those, like, the idea of making 100 Bullets a standalone movie is one of the worst ideas I could possibly think of. It's like that... You either do it as a series or you don't do it because there's there's literally zero way you could even scratch the surface of what they're going what's going on in that story yeah. with a movie like you, you're, just, you're just not doing it um so for me that's that's my go-to because that that comic means a lot to me so it's one of those that like it can't be a movie sense. what would you even do in a movie like anyway anything for you yeah uh there's been a lot of talk about like the mascara and doing a, a, a movie with that and i think that that would be an awesome tv show because i think that like we keep seeing 15 minutes of the mascara for the first acts of movies, but like I think that there's so much stuff that you could really dive into there. And I think that HBO max should have a the mascara show. I think that that would be bomb and like exploring the um, Amazonians and like what the hell is happening there. And these like badass women who are serious, serious warriors. Um, So that would be a really cool show for me. Um, although if they announced that they were doing a movie, unlike a hundred bullets, I think they could physically do a movie with mm-hmm. this. Like, it's not like, I'm like, how could they do that? I just would rather spend more time with the characters. Yeah. But I, I also, so. it's, it's a tough, the reason it's a tough question for me to answer is because I kind of think that TV is a better medium for 99% of things because you know, I'm a TV first person. Mm-hmm. So like kind of my answer is everything. Yeah. Like kind of everything i think you can dive into because i'm willing to give things the time i always like seeing things on tv never do i watch tv shows and think often i watch movies and think that should have been a tv show never do i watch tv shows and think that should have been a movie (laughs) that's a great question is there a show i watched that i was like oh you had about enough there for a movie it's got to be a netflix show 
I don't know. That's a great question. That's a really good point, actually, because it's it's yeah. Normally, like you you could quibble on uh, episode count, like how many episodes there are a season, but like rarely is it like oof. This was this was just a movie. Is what this was a and, movie. Yeah, yeah. Because then they would have had to miss the mark by hours. <laughs> like, I, I mean, then you know, there's, it's very rare that a show is less than eight hours. So yeah. then, if you think it should have been a movie, you think that that show should have been five hours shorter minimum. Yeah likely six hours shorter like wow then they really did not do their job yeah they really bungled it well so those are our <laughs> thoughts let us know what uh series you think would benefit from being a show instead of a movie uh uh thank you as always for joining us and supporting this uh show uh if you want to hear the whole episode or you are listening to the whole episode you're doing that at patreon.com slash only stupid answers uh as always roxy thank you so much uh for joining me it was another great episode remind the kids at home what you're up to and where they can find you everywhere at roxy stryer live at the roxy every single day 1 p.m that's on my youtube youtube.com slash roxy stryer and world girls on wednesdays and sundays um and also as i was just thinking about that dj hunger games the divergent series maze runner those all could have been awesome tv shows just throwing that out great there. points also what i just thought of is maybe the world girls should give the stock market a whirl wow they're both so much better with money than me i should do that <laughs> just just uh just throwing that out there it literally just occurred to me uh you can find me at dj talks trash and you can follow this show at only stupid answers everywhere that matters but on twitter you're gonna want yeah, to that was so stupid there you go. So please follow us. Please support the show. And we'll be back next week with uh, more exciting discussions about the stuff you love. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.